episode 167, Feeling Stuck in Finding Your More, to your host, Dr. Justin Trosky. And today, we're Michelle Hammond's perspective. Join 2017 and 18 Podcast Awards nominated host and best selling author on Amazon as we get a behind the curtain look at all types of doctor and guest specialties. Let's hear a doctor's perspective. Thanks for tuning in. Hope your Thanksgiving will be amazing. Good luck with all the coronavirus rules in place. I know I've been talking about the one sheets recently, been having some fun creating these, doing some first drafts and coming up with a second draft. But I want to play a testimony for you. Hey, Justin, just wanted to thank you for the amazing one sheet you did. Um, I was really impressed, not just with how professional it looks, but also how easy it was from my point of view. Um, you made it really clear the info that I'd need, that you need from me. And um, I was worried I'd have to I'd have to spend a lot of time really working on this myself with you, but it was great. It was nice and clear. You know, I sent that info to you. You put it on there, and I've got this really nice professional looking one sheet that I can use. So thanks very much. Really appreciate it. Mm. I love hearing good things about myself. <laughs> Don't we all? I mean, <laughs> what's the point of Google reviews? Yeah, of course it's to get new patients, but it still feels good, right? Anyway, I'm messing with you guys. And gals, a doctorsperspective.net slash one sheet, and you can grab your own, okay? Three different investment levels. Second piece, all the doctors and guests who recommended books are on the .net slash book list. It's an Amazon affiliate book list. And if you were going to get a book, might as well use that link. Help me out with the show. All right, really excited also just to uh, introduce our new guest, Michelle Hammonds. She is a high performance and leadership coach. She also has a few other certifications. So we'll talk a little bit about those other ones, but then we focus on the what a certified high performance coach is, like accountability and like, should you compare yourself with the others? I mean, we all already know the answer is no, but she actually gives good insight, right? And how to live a fully charged life. We discuss virtual assistants. What can we do with that? When should we use them? And some really good advice about significant others and taking vacations because this is part of their program. It's not just about uh, growing uh, $5 million in a business, but also how do you do that and keep your family intact, which you know I love. So doctorsperspective.net slash 167 is for the show notes and transcript. Let me know what you think. And let's go hashtag behind the curtain. Live from Germany and Tulsa, Oklahoma, today on the program, we're going to talk to a high-performance coach who does have healthcare experience, but I thought we'd try to find someone who's not just another doctor in your profession trying to give you business advice. Sometimes we need that extra level of just kind of removed, and that's kind of the whole point of this podcast is it's not just for chiropractors. You can take what a dentist says and transform it for your physical therapy uh, practice because it works for them. It could work for you. So anyway, so she is a certified high-performance coach. She has a Rock Your Launch certified Financial Peace University coordinator, 48-day master coach, and DISC certified instructor. So she did not take a six-week course. She is amply certified for this. Thank you for being on the show, Michelle Hammonds. Thank you. Thank you for having me today. I'm excited to uh, be here and uh, speak to this community because I know they're very important in our world. One of the things that we could talk about is to start with is – what are some of these certifications? Because if we're not in this realm, we don't really know who you are or like, you know, what's this versus that certification. And, you know, during the pre-talk, we were talking about some of the ones that kind of matter. I know financial peace 
especially if you're in a church setting, you probably know about it. It's a way to, to Dave Ramsey, crush your debt, save money. So I don't know if we really need to talk about that other than if you don't know what it is, you might want to pick up the book, listen to his podcast, or uh, take, a, take a course if your finances are in disarray. True? Yeah, yes, absolutely. Having solid foundational principles financially to work from are certainly going to help lend to success in other areas of life. It's going to reduce your stress. It's going to help you have things you want in your life. So I think it's an important piece when we think about that life wheel. Michelle, would you say, hey, you're in uh, medical school or residency. Is that the right time to buy that $90,000 Mercedes? <laughs> well, it probably depends a lot on what you've done up to that point and what you're going to do after that point. There's no right or wrong answers. That's kind of the unique thing about that. But knowing the right uh, principles to check in with yourself, I think, is what's going to help you really be successful because everybody's goals are different. Perfect. Oh, what a great answer. I was expecting no. So that's good. Uh, <laughs> disc. Disc is really good. You know, I think most of us know it's a personality style business uh, questionnaire. Yeah, it's a great tool to help us know ourselves a little bit better, but also when we think about working in teams and collaborating to really understand other people or even maybe our client. The right hires. Absolutely. It can help you in the hiring process. It can help you just start to see those signs. And one of the things I love about using DISC is there's visual clues to our personalities, how we dress, how we work through our day, um, whether we're process engineering type or whether we're super creative or outgoing. There's clues that can help us, and that can also help us relate to others, regardless who it is, our family or our clients or prospective uh, people that we want to hire. Do you ever use that as like a first thing to see if you should even take on a client? You're like, uh, I really don't like these types. Yeah, so I don't use it that particular way because I think that um, personality is one indicator of a client. But for me, I work with all different kinds of clients. And so if I if I were just like staying in one swim lane, then I wouldn't have the diverse background that I have in working with a variety of different people. But also it's the inner the inner relation right so whether i'm outgoing or introverted or whether i'm uh you know extrovert or introvert it takes all of us working together to create um, results and a big part of high performance which is the the majority of where i spend my time it's about asking for support so we always want to be building support structures that don't have like type and kind expertise we have those people that are in our networks but also those things that we don't know, let's go find the right people to help us. And that's often somebody that's different from us. So I think it, I, you have to kind of keep an open perspective about that. And before we move on, I would like to say she does have healthcare, energy, utilities, travel and transportation, information technology, real estate, small business owners and entrepreneurs, and online and brick and mortar type of clients. So she is well-rounded in lots of areas. So I think that's amazing. One thing we were discussing, if maybe we would talk about it, maybe not, was Rock Your Launch Certified Coach. And I think that might be just a couple minutes on that because a lot of us will have grand openings or patient appreciation days where we try to not only, you know, thank you all people for coming, but try to get more patients. Maybe, you know, we just have events. We go to events, we try to host events. We're always trying to like get out there and make make the best impression. And sometimes you jump in, you don't know what you're doing, and then it just it's not good. And you're like, oh, I tried that, that didn't work. And you're like, well, did you try it correctly? <laughs> right. So yeah, that particular uh, uh, certification it really gives us the groundwork to set up and think about the resources that you're going to need, the timeline you want to work against, and this is one that. Uh, it's different for everyone. Um, so 
it's the fundamentals of if you're going to tackle anything that's going to be new, whether it's launching a podcast, writing a book, starting a new business or practice, taking on a partner. I know those are some things that it just helps you kind of think through ahead of time what you might want to be considering and, mm. and what do you want success to look like when you get there. So it's a little bit of a framework, I would say. And uh, it's, this one isn't as active for me, but I, a lot of the clients I have, they do, they are transitioning, but most of the clients I work with, they are in their current profession and they are leveling up right where they're at in their center of expertise. When someone's going outside, like maybe they're in that transition of going from their career to retirement and they're looking for their second second uh, career path or transforming their transferable skills into something new as positioning yourself as an influencer or expert, then that's where that particular one comes in a little bit. Mm. Is that like future casting and thinking of all the negative things that can happen and answering those questions before you get there so you're not shocked? Yeah, well, it's thinking it through like the t- a timeline. So when you, you know, like kind of in 90 day cycles, what are we going to try to go launch? What do we want the result to be? What do we need to be putting in front of that timeline that we know are going to be important things? Like who's going to help you? What kind of support do you need? Is there skills that you don't have that you need to be thinking about that are going to help you? And when I say this, this could be uh, you know, a marketing launch, a, a new, a new thing that might not be your center of expertise. So it's really thinking about how you're going to make it through it, the journey and with some level of success and framework to measure it as you go. Which leads us right into trademark certified high performance coach. So that's obviously a, uh, a bigger company because they actually have a lot of stuff along with it and they have rules. It looks like. So what is it? And I guess, how do you use it into your practice and everything? Yeah, so um, the the certification I hold as a certified high performance coach is owned or managed by the High Performance Institute, which is com- made of comprised of a lot of different professionals: uh, psychologists, biologists, physiologists, a lot of personal development experts that came together for a huge study that was done, one of the biggest ever in personal development around. What are the habits and routines that make someone a high performer? And so they studied through a variety of surveys and and interviews that were conducted and research on coaching sessions. What makes us tick, right? What makes us really work as high performers? And there, there came at the conclusion of all of that research. The High Performance Institute created High Performance Coaching. It's a program that's distinctly designed based on those principles, and it has the foundation of clarity, energy, courage, productivity, and influence um, as kind of the six pillars and necessity, right, because we have to have necessity. Um, it's based um, on a lot of different input from different experts that deal with um, those kind of topics. And so what I loved about it when I was searching to become a certified coach, I, you know, there's a, as you mentioned, there is a lot of stuff out there. One of my considerations is, first of all, I always like looking for the best. When I sought this out, I was looking for, you know, where's the accountability in the process? Where's the accountability to come back and have, you know, annual, uh, refresh training and things like that, because a lot of the certifications that you get, it's like one and done. Mm-hmm. And the example I would give is earlier in my career, I have a, a, a credit counseling certification. Well, 
that is a, that totally ties into my financial peace coordinator role because I just like to help people with their finances. That's just a passion from a community perspective. But for example, the rules change, right? Sometimes mm-hmm. you're dealing with people that maybe have a bankruptcy or something like that. Well, those laws change over time. So if you're not in a certification program that's holding you accountable to coming back and seeing what's happening in the industry, it would be like kind of being becoming a physician of some kind, right? And then not learning the latest developments with – you know, our DNA or the latest science breakthroughs and never, never having any education past that point. So that was really important to me because uh, I wanted to make sure that I was reconnecting with my community of coaches because um, there's probably, I don't know, four or 500 uh, certified high performance coaches around the world. And they come from all walks of life and all different kinds of ways they use that program. And for me, I'm a full-time coach. That's what I do. So I don't do this as a side business. I don't do it as a side hustle. It is what my occupation is. And so it's super important for me to just recognize, you know, I have probably 2,500 hours or more of one-on-one coaching just in that discipline, which is a lot of hours um, to be in that one particular topic. So it's really what drew me to it was the fact that there was accountability. And so every year there is a requirement. If you're going to stay active, you have to come back and recertify 40 hours. And I love that because 40. it's it's a commitment. And it's also it keeps you energized in what you're doing. It keeps you abreast of the latest techniques, tools, you know, marketing things. And right now the world this year, especially, I think the need for counseling and coaching just went <laughs> just got to a whole new level, you know, we're going to need more of people helping people than ever because uh, it's a little foggy out there right now in terms of uh, people having direction. I think it's pretty funny that we complain about the hours that we have to take sometimes. Ah, it's so many. And you're like, yeah, I gotta take 40. Yeah, we're doing 12 or 20 or 24. And we're like, oh, but I think some people just don't take classes that they like. Like there was a, a year or two where I was like taking classes just to get through and just was like, whatever, I don't, I just, I got to get this done. And then I changed and I was like, what are you doing? Take classes. You got to pay your money anyway, pay a little bit more and take something that you're interested in. And now you're excited and you can actually implement it into your practice. So that's one of those big things that I took away from that. And uh, who is considered a high performer? Like Warren Buffett? Well, you know what? I'm so Obviously glad him, you asked that <laughs> because we can have judgments about that, right? It, but it can be it's very dependent on the person. So I would say high performers are not uh, defined necessarily always by their, you know, the things that we think of, right? I mean, definitely successful people are generally high performers. And Warren Buffett, I would put as a high performer. But it depends on how you would measure him uh, mm-hmm. because, like – Sometimes people want to go to the next level, go to the next level. He's very conservative. So even though he exponentially could go to a lot of new levels, he stays somewhat in the comfort zone is what I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, like where he lived, for example, would be a good example. He's lived in the same home all those years. Uh, so I think it, it depends on how you measure it. And this is where I, I invite my clients to make no comparisons because each of us are uniquely made, you know, and I demonstrate that by our fingerprints. None of us have the same fingerprint on this world when, especially when we're in those professional realms uh, where we're, where there is comparison about a particular thing that we're doing. It's easy to get caught up in, well, I'm not to that level or I'm not like that person. Right. Cause I have three clinics. I got five associates. Yeah. Well, I don't really want all that stuff. Maybe not. 
the, and the thing of it is you have to bring it back to the person's dream and their vision because you and I, we may, and I always use this example, we may be looking at the exact same thing, but we're going to see it differently because of the journey we've taken in life, the experiences mm-hmm. that we've had, and the fact that we just have two eyes that see it differently. And so it's really important when we're talking in coaching to be really wrapped around the person and what's what they're about because we don't want to be comparing them to anyone. They're, they're focused on a journey that they're taking. And so it's really important to, to go deep in that journey so that we can get the results that they want. And that's where a lot of people honestly get stuck is they go, well, I, I've done this for this many years or this and I'm not at this level. And when the comparisons start happening, that's a real signal you can be stuck there. But really, I would invite you to uh, get unstuck by just not making those comparisons because they really aren't relevant to your journey. And the example I would give is someone that might have a vision that, you know, they like experiences versus things. You can't compare those two journeys. Um, I'm not a stuff person. I don't like buying a big house, buying another car, buying something. Buying stuff does not ring my bell. So now if you talk about experiences, we can go there all day long. So if I were comparing myself to someone that had those perceivably things that maybe someone else thinks I want, then it just does, it's not even relevant because it's not something I'm chasing and it's not something that's important to my goals or vision. So I think that's a really important piece uh, when we think about working with a client is really understanding what they want uh, and keeping them thoughtful of just their self. And that feels selfish, but it really is where it starts. Well, I can say two things with that one. Uh, you know, my, my family, my wife and I, we don't really eat out that much. We don't buy, you know, we are, Germany's funny. Um, it doesn't come with kitchens. Luckily, we bought a, a place that has a kitchen, so we didn't have to like install one. Uh, yeah. And when you leave, you have to take your kitchen with you. unless you can like negotiate with the person that's buying your place after you leave. So it's a really big thing. And like light fixtures, they don't have those. And I'm looking and I'm just like, well, I don't really care about light fixtures. It still has a light. And uh, yeah, so we're not going to go and outfit an apartment, you know, like that. Like we don't care. Like even when we were in China, we had a few things just to kind of make it more homey, but not like go crazy. Like some people are like, no, I have to have all this stuff. And you're like, well, there goes all your money. You won't right. go see. I mean, we saw so many countries. We saw like 12, 12 countries in like two and a half years. Sometimes you have to pick. You can't have the newest car and the side by side and all this kind of stuff and typically do all this other stuff. Like hopefully, you know, there's some doctors, of course, out there that make enough money where they're like, no, I can have it all. And then some, and then I still have extra. And then, <laughs> yeah, for and, a lot of people, that's not the case, you know. Absolutely, most of us have to. Most of us do have to make some prioritization and uh, and and thoughtful actions around what we enjoy and want in life. But when you're in that upper realm where you have all those resources, that you still can get stuck because what happens is, if you're not living a fully charged life, then you're gonna you're going to end up being in the comfort zone, which is where life is good, right? Money's there. We got what you need. Not a lot of stress. Things are cooking along. Uh, But then eventually there's this internal nudge that says there's more, (laughs) there's Mm -hmm. more. And it might not, it's not more stuff necessarily for some people. It might be more stuff, but whatever that more is for you. And that's the key word I would use is, and that's the key word that we really talk about in the high performance coaching process is you'll get back you'll get pulled back into what we call the cage zone, which is you feel stuck. And we can find ourselves between caged, comfortable, and fully charged in a variety of different ways in our life, our relationships, our finances, our career, our uh, family and friends, our hobbies and interests. And so 
I think that's a really important distinction that you make there is that like how much of it do you how much of it is really authentic to who you are and and what your vision is and that's why it's important not to make those comparisons because what you might like may be totally different than what I like and so making the comparison it just wastes time and energy that you could be focused on your thing. And the other thing you uh, you were kind of saying is when I was having my own coaching they always like you can't compare August to September and July to August like that's not right that's not Every month, every month is different, and you're going to have unique things in August because of school. And September could be a really busy month because school's in session, but then November gets crazy, so you really can't compare that to October. So anyway, the point being is January and last January. Where were you in February of last year to where you are February of this year? And if you're not seeing growth in the same type of month with those same type of events, that's when they're like, hey, what's going on? Like you're slipping. What were you not doing? Yeah. That 90 day, like you were talking about since December, to make sure that February is just as good. You know, uh, I think that makes sense, right? Yeah, absolutely. And what you're talking about is how you're going to measure, right? Mm. And so this year would be a great example because a lot of change and disruption has occurred beyond our control. So obviously, the norms that we were working with may be jilted a little bit or they may be disrupted a little bit. For some people, they may even be elevated. So when I say that, I'm not, I've got to work with high performers this entire year. And I will tell you, it's been the most phenomenal year of my life because where the rest of the world is sitting there on hold, maybe gripped with worry or fear about what's happening around them. High performers, they just, they pressed the gas pedal and said, let's go, let's go figure out what we're going to do to rise to this occasion and this Mm -hmm. challenge. Um, So it's been an incredibly, incredibly interesting year seeing it in that (laughs) fishbowl of working with high, high performance mindsets. And the definition that we work from in high performance is really relevant because it's sustained improvement over the long term above standard norms, whatever those are, while maintaining happy and healthy relationships. Mm. So it's very different than this peak performance, like where you go, go, go and go to a peak, right? You get to the top, but then you can't sustain that top or you, or you, you wear yourself out or burn yourself out. So I think that's one of the things that really attracted me to high performance too is it's about sustained improvement. So if you're making progress, then you're going in the right direction and you're moving the needle where you want to be if you have clarity about where that is. Where are you finding are the, I want to say the worst type of clients, but traits that make it tough to have a client that's going to succeed. You know, not not everyone is on the growth journey or has even uh, had exposure to personal development. And what we're talking about there is really our recognition, one, that you're going to work on yourself. (laughs) That even if you have maybe challenges in your relationships or challenges in your finances or wherever those challenges may be, they do have an ingredient that starts with you. And so it's being willing to take a look at yourself. Uh, and I think if a client is not ready or not willing to take a look at their self, that can be a very challenging journey. The other thing I would say is that certainly there is this kind of edge between coaching and counseling. And I would just draw the distinction that counseling is about resolving the past issues that you have, that you've experienced, whatever they are. Coaching, it says, let's draw the line in the sand right now in this minute, because only from this minute forward can we make change for the future. Mm. So we're not focused on the past. The past is relevant sometimes just to how it shaped our thinking or conditioning that we may experience. But really it's about being able to empower yourself to make the changes for the future because you can't change the past. So we don't want to, we don't want to revisit the past at all really in coaching because it's not going to serve us other than a historical marker. 
And so we're always going to be future focused on where you can go and what kind of transformation and change you can make. So if you're not in the market for transformation and change, then it might not be a great place for you <laughs> because it'll be very challenging. So you can definitely do both in a sense of, all right, we want our business to, I don't know, let's go with 10x because everybody's popular. 10x is so popular. So let's 10x it over the next 18 months. But at the same time, you're like, yeah, I really don't want to get a divorce either. So <laughs> exactly, exactly. You can yeah, kind of help with both. Like, hey, this is how you schedule family time with your other plans. Absolutely. And it is. And if, if anyone's out there listening to this, I just really what you said is so, so profound because we don't want you to get to the level of success you dreamed of and then have chaos in other areas like your health, for example. Right. People destroy their health working on their business uh, lives. And at the end of the day, if you if you don't take care of yourself and you don't you know nurture your relationships in the process, then when you get to that level of 10x success, you're probably not going to be very fulfilled. It's going to it's going to be like a checkbox and it's going to feel like, yeah, I arrived. And then you're going to have to go deal with all the other things that now have a need for a lot of attention. So in high performance, we're always looking at all of those things. We want to make sure that you're you're continuing to have the right influence with your family, your friends, your professional relationships, that you're taking care of your energy and health. And when I say that, I think about physical energy, spiritual energy, emotional energy, and mental energy. All of those are different kinds of energy um, that we need to be caring for if we're really looking at things holistically. So it's really important. Very good. What types of things are you doing to market yourself out there? Like what's what seems to work? So I think the biggest experience that I found about being a coach, and so in my past life, I did emotional work like with wedding photography. So I was working with people's outer image, and I spent 15 years taking professional portraits. So I got a good Ooh, sense. Was that stressful of, or what? <laughs> it wasn't It wasn't for me because you had this – I guess it would be kind of like um, – you know, there, you have a four-hour window that someone's going to get married, for example, and you've got to be technically on your game. You've got to be emotionally there with the people, and then you've got to make sure you're watching the time, right? And you've got to execute the job that they paid you to do. So there's a lot going on in that that window of time. But what I learned about people doing that work is how they see their self. You know, mm -hmm. oh, can you hide my 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 chin, my this, my that? Let me hide behind this person. I know somebody's laughing right now because they know that this is true. As their aunt. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So when I I decided I didn't want to, I wanted to branch out. I wanted to do something different that I didn't have to have kind of that brick and mortar person to do the work with. And I love the emotional work that pictures. It just takes us to our legacy. It takes us to um, who we are in this world at, the, at our best self. And so when I found, discovered coaching, I was like, this is it because I can talk on the phone to people from all over the world, which is what I do now. And I don't have to meet you face to face to take a photograph. But what's the same is that emotional energy of how we see ourselves, And so we work not only on the outer beauty of someone, but also the inside, right? What do you really want? What do you care about? Um, and so I think the most important thing is referrals, because unless you've had a coaching experience, you probably don't know what the heck it is. And if you've had a, if you're not sure between coaching and counseling, then you really don't know what it is because <laughs> it's super right, right. different. And so I think there probably are people out there that don't pursue coaching because they don't recognize it's different than counseling and it's about moving yourself forward. I also just think they don't think about it. Like 
the last time you may have thought about it is when you had like a soccer coach or a gymnastics coach. Or, Why would I spend money for somebody to tell me what to do? I'm the boss. <laughs> it might be around your kids or something that you relate to coaching, right? Or even mm-hmm. a young experience in your life where you had a, a coach in junior high or elementary or high school. So I don't think we have this concept very ingrained in our society that says, hey, if you're not good at something, go get somebody who's better at it and get some help. <laughs> That's really yeah, the yeah. Base definition here. And there's all kinds of coaches in the world uh, to, that specialize in different things. What I loved about high performance is it doesn't matter who you are. It matters that you have clarity about what you want. And with that, we have a framework that can take anyone th- through that journey. Uh, and so – and there's sometimes we do, I do refer people out. Like they're specifically wanting to work on something that is a very specialized thing. Then yeah, it, that may not work. But generally most people are needing to work on their self, their relationships, their top goals. Um, and all of that is encompassed. So I think it's that referral from someone that you've had good success with. And I also think it's really being clear about who you want to work with. So just mm-hmm. like any business, um, we all have our ideal clients. <laughs> and as you said, who who isn't a great client to work with? When you get a client that's not in your wheelhouse in terms of their cooperation, and I think about like, you know, the physical therapist that I had this year that I worked with, if I hadn't done the exercises, but I kept showing up, that wasn't going to be a very rewarding experience for that person because they weren't seeing my progress and I probably wouldn't have progressed. Mm-hmm. And that's not a fun place to be with clients when, you know, they're not doing the work or doing what they say is important. So I think it's just being aware of who you want to work with, with great clarity so that you know how to define your audience and go after them a little bit more finite. Would you say that for a lot of high performance people, one of the first, well, at some one of the steps is definitely to hire either a virtual assistant or a personal assistant to get things off of their shoulders? Well, most of the high performers I work with, they they have plenty to do. And so that's one of the first areas we go tackle because most often they are either a practice owner or a business owner. They pay for a lot of services within the context of whatever they do. So when I say that, I mean like software platforms that they may use to run their business or maybe get help. And often they try to take on like, you know, figure out a technical issue, for example, when there's an 800 number that they they pay for that subscription that they could be getting support for. That's like one of the target areas that they're like, oh, I've been at this. I'm like, well, don't you have support for this? And they're like, oh, yeah, I think I, there's an 800 number I can call or something or I can open a ticket. So it's really recognizing as a high performer, where are your gaps and strengths in, in what you have right now and what you need. And if you don't have that skill set to be willing, and I talk to people about this all the time, we trade, we trade, I kind of like to blow up time because we can spend hours and hours on something that's not in our wheelhouse, not our center of expertise that just creates delay that costs something that we don't count the cost. And for example, I was just speaking with someone uh, this past week and I said, well, how long have you been waiting to get this outside support? And they were like 12 months. I said, well, what would, what are the consequences of that delay? Oh, thousands of dollars. I could have had this done. I could have been on, on my way. I could have been doing my next step. And so it's really about recognizing if you're stuck and you're, you're not moving your projects or your vision forward where you do need help. Sometimes it's just a simple assistant that today with the way we work around the world, you can get really great people that are willing to help you for, you know, manage your email or manage outbound phone calls or manage sending Facebook messages out to prospective clients, whatever it is for you. There is somebody out there independently that you can pay for a, not a full-time employee, but just 
pay for the work that you need. And that work, generally, if you're doing it right, is going to pay off well above what you're going to invest in that resource to do it because you're not going to do it because you already don't have the time and it's just creating delays. Go back into the Minnesota, the Minnesota list, and I have one about uh, virtual assistants. Actually, there was one, uh, a Jess, Jess something. She did a whole thing. That's one of her jobs. And then in the Minnesota, I did a, I heard a podcast and I summarized them for my Minnesotas. So I'm talking to you and now I'm talking back to the audience. And it was talking about hiring like people from the Philippines. And there's like two companies that they recommended. And I was looking at it the other day for some of the things that I want to do. I'm not saying you got to go that route, but if you're on a budget and you still want to get good work and good stuff done, these people, of course, they're going to promote their own web pages and their own services, but 250 to 450 a month. And these, the Philippine people are like, dude, this is, I'm living really good. There's a whole process to hire them correctly so you can get your stuff done. But there could be things that you could get done that you don't have to do. You could still feel comfortable like, oh, that's weird. But yeah, I guess anybody can reply to an email or can do these certain tasks that are take time. I don't need to be doing them, but I can't afford a $30,000 a year type of person to do it. But I'm tired of doing it myself. You know? (laughs) Yeah, we have to be willing to let go. And uh, that's a great example. Um, You know, I'm very creative. So I love to get into artwork and create a flyer or create a brochure. But I know that is not where my time is best served. And so I've had to let go of that over time. And I have a great person that I work with. And she just, I, I send her the piece and, you know, I may pay 40 to $100 for whatever workbook or things she puts together for me. And she does an amazing job. And so, and now I would never go back. Like once you go, once you make this transition happen, you never go back. Kind of what you touched on is outsourcing. And that can be done through an agency that can be done through an individual that, but Part of it is having the clarity of what you need the help for. You can't even go get the help you need until you have clearly sat down with yourself and said, here's the gap and here's what I need. And yeah, because if you don't have that, then you're like, well, I don't even know where to start Mm -hmm. because you don't know. That's good. So someone like you, you could have a conversation and say, hey, this is what's on my plate and blah, 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 blah. And you can help them dissect from an outside point of view like, yeah, you're better off doing these things. You can farm these things out. Absolutely. And it's – the accumulation. So I think when you have a seasoned coach that has the kind of depth of, of experience, uh, like in hours uh, that I would say is remember, I've accumulated this huge wheelhouse of knowledge that in the each journey I take with someone where I'm learning. So there's shortcuts, there's smart cuts, there's there's resources, there's, hey, here's a couple of two or three things to get you on that path, right? That you don't have to go spend the research time doing, which makes a huge difference um, to really to get you moving a lot faster because a lot of times it starts with Google. <laughs> yeah. You know, a lot of the things, if we don't know, we just start with a basic Google search and that can take you down a lot of rabbit trails and can waste a lot of your time. If you don't have a focus to know where you're going to go. Definitely. Okay. So we're going to respect your time and we're going to switch gears. Um, I know we had a trouble getting the PDF of the questions ahead of time, but I think you're going to be okay with these. A lot of us, like we mentioned before, we want to take more vacation assuming it's not COVID time and we want to take vacation, but oh my gosh, if I leave work, I lose money. So how do we do that? And if you want to bridge it into a, how do you keep your spouse or significant others relationship healthy when you're a business owner? Oh, these are two, these are goldmine questions. So thank you for asking. So first of all, I have to just say one of the things that I heard from the person who developed the high performance coaching is when he was speaking from stage, he said, I take 17 vac- 
weeks of vacation a year. And now he's 17. in the team. Yeah. And I was like, whatever it is, I'm following him, <laughs> for example. But I love like valuing vacation is a huge part of my life. I want the freedom. I want freedom is one of my first words. I want the flexibility. And so here's the charge, right, that I would give to everyone is one, you have to block the time ahead of time. So my husband and I have a practice, for example, that we're coming up. We were just, we've already started talking about it because of all the stuff going on this year. We love to travel. It's one of our favorite things. And so each year in December, we plan before the January 1st crosses over, we take at least a time off once a quarter, hopefully like a weekend getaway. And then we take two family vacations a year and we take two vacations a year with just us. Now, that sounds like a lot of vacation, but it it is for the hours we put in and work because he's an entrepreneur, too. It's necessary. <laughs> it's not negotiable. And so this year has been really an exception because we have not taken all that time off because the travel was restricted. But we were like, you know what? This year, if the planes are flying, we're going because we want to mm-hmm. go. We want to get to those places where we can relax and unwind. So the first thing I would say is plan it. And there's a lot of ways to do that financially so that you give yourself that give back, right? So treating yourself like that's a benefit and making sure that you uh, account for that in your payroll and things like that if you're the business owner is really important. But also just setting expectations with your employees that you are letting people become independent in their own roles, however they serve you in the organization, so that you can have the freedom in your mind to leave and realize that the whole thing's not going to crumble. If if that's how you're operating today, you most definitely need a coach because you are doing it wrong and you've got to get out from underneath that mindset that you are not, you are your most important asset. And if you're not taking care of yourself by taking time off to step away from the business to refresh and restore, then you really probably need to really seriously think about some change. So it's planning it. Literally, it comes down to saying, these are the weeks. This is what I value. Here's when it's going to happen and making it non-negotiable. That leads to your other question, which is, how do you keep those relationships healthy and vibrant? And I know as entrepreneurs, I come from a five generation family of entrepreneurs. So I went to work with my parents. I slept at their, my grandparents store <laughs> when they were busy working when I was growing up. So I understand this particular piece really well. And it's about being intentional. So if you're busy entrepreneur family and, and household and you're not taking date night time with your spouse or significant other, and I don't mean like going on big fancy dinners, great if you can do that, but I'm talking about just being intentional about having just couple time or just you and your spouse or partner time. That's really important to let, let the rest of life go and be connected to each other. It's mm-hmm. also important with your kids. Um, to be able to have specific time mapped out in your week for kids. And right now, today, the biggest challenge I see in, the, in around the coaching environment that where I get to talk to people is our digital devices are so interruptive of these two things. They're really simple. So we're talking about setting your phone down, setting your iPad down, setting your computer down, stepping away and having real conversations with the people that are most important in your life, whether that's dinner around the family table or headed out for a special night out. And you have to be purposeful in that each week. I think those are two really important habits and routines you should practice to keep those happy, healthy relationships. So I would say two things. One, I've heard a lot of other guests mention you don't have to always take Monday through Friday. You can do a half week, half week, and that way you still make some appointments and people understand and it's not like a complete shutdown. 
of your clinic. Yes. It's And it takes permission, right? You had to give yourself permission to do that. And I often will say, well, what would happen on a Friday afternoon if you go get a massage or you go play golf or you go spend some time on your playing guitar under, outside, right? Whatever your hobbies or interests are. And our society puts all these expectations. But again, this is your life. You get to design it the way you want. You don't owe anybody any explanations or answers to how you want to run it. And so it's about setting those appointments with yourself as much as it is honoring the appointments with your clients. And I ask that question. Um, I say, how many appointments do you miss with your clients? And the answer is often, well, none. <laughs> I said, okay, then now all we need to do is set the appointment with yourself because I guarantee you're not going to miss that appointment based on what you just said. <laughs> and how many times, you know, we're talking to our patients, oh, what's going on? Any plans? Oh, yeah, I'm going to going here. I'm going there. And then you start getting resentful if you don't start taking your own trips because you're like, man, what am yeah. I doing? I'm, I'm here all the time. My patients want to come in before their big trip. Where's my trip? Yeah, this is a big mindset piece that we have to shift as a high performer to really. And this is so uncomfortable for so many people is you are not going to bring your best self to anyone outside of you until you become the best self for you first. And that mm. includes self-care, getting rest, taking time away from work. And uh, sometimes that includes doing vacations and fancy things and spending money. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it's mm. just, hey, giving yourself a break not to have to think about anything for an hour and let go of some of the, the stress or the chaos that might be going on. And so that's the first place I go is, okay, if you honor those appointments with your clients because you're a professional, then – Put that appointment on your calendar and see yourself as a professional who deserves the same respect that you give your clients. And mm. that's an important piece. That's very interesting. It reminds me of that whole, we treat our family the worst. You wouldn't yeah. speak to a client or patient or a stranger the way we speak to our own spouses and stuff sometimes. Right. And high performers, yeah, we're hard on ourselves. We aren't kind. We beat ourselves up. And I'm like, you have to take care of you so that you can bring your best to that date night or to that time when your kid walks in the door that they want to tell you about their day, that you're present, that you're not thinking about all the other things. And this, by the way, is a journey. It's not easy. You have to put these practices and routines in place and be really clear about what they are. Yeah, I know sometimes my nieces talk to me and I'm like, uh, I don't know what y'all are talking about. <laughs> this sounds really terrible and boring. Yeah, and, and <laughs> it's you just try to stay focused, you know? Right. It's the di like I, I, I have a stepdaughter and she's on TikTok. Well, I don't really know a lot about TikTok. I know she does videos and she's lip syncing and, you know, she has a jillion followers or whatever. But it's being relevant too, right, to understand mm -hmm. and take that time to really go, okay, tell me about this so I can understand it better and connect. That's what I do. Just, just ask that. Show me how, yeah. why. And then let them see how far they take you. Absolutely. It can go a long way. Okay. The last final kind of hoorah. Hopefully you've got some good ones. Favorite books or podcasts that we should be reading or looking at? Oh, gosh. This one, there are so many. Um, so I think you should always be engaged in some kind of learning. Um, just as a high performer, somebody who's done the growth path, I think it's always important. So some of my favorites, and I'll just share some that have been uh, really important to me, one of the ones I absolutely love is by someone who, <laughs> interestingly enough, I followed and listened to for probably 10 years and never bought a thing from them because they didn't have anything for sale that I liked. But I learned so much. And that was from a guy named Pat Flynn who runs oh, yeah. a podcast called Smart Passive Income. Now, he's since developed some things like and he's written a couple of books, but I started following him way back in the day. 
Um, and he's just a really solid entrepreneur, I think, to learn from and listen to. Um, so I think his is always really good. I think if you're contemplating change, um, that there is a 48 days to the work you love podcast. So if you're wanting to transform your life into something new or different and not sure how to make those transferable skills fire off, I think that's a really good one um, that I would say it, it has a lot of different kinds of people being interviewed to give you different kinds of ways to think about things and how to maximize other income streams besides maybe your main main thing that you might do or whatever that main thing is how could you be a, an influencer as a writer or a podcaster or a you know getting your knowledge and wisdom out in the world i think that's a really good one since we're talking to an audience of entrepreneurial minded people i think i think it's entrepreneur on fire and yeah it's, by John Lee Dumas, and he interviews a ton of different kinds of entrepreneurs. And again, even if it's not in your direct discipline, I think you can always find these really rich nuggets of pieces of information that may spark a new idea or a new thing. So those are some of my favorites. One of my favorite books uh, recently is from someone I worked with personally. His name is Bo Eason, and he's you know it's he has a a mantra about there's no plan B for your A game, you know? And so it's about doing what you do well and that there isn't another option. Don't give yourself that out be the best at what you're going to be. And so I really love his new book. I've worked with him personally. And so I just think he's got a great book there. So there's a couple, but I, I really like thinking of myself with, uh, you know, that when I strive for something, I want excellence. I want to be the best. And that's not because I want to be a super high performer and everything. But being the best is about being the the question I always ask client is, did you bring your best? Did you do the very best you could in that situation? And if the answer is yes, then that's what we're talking about. The best you brought. You could not do anything else you could think of. And if you did your best, then that's all you can ask of yourself. And that's a different permission than like always striving, striving to be the best. It's mm. a different, it's a different mindset. And so I think it, uh, those are some of the resources that I really love, um, that I think I would encourage people to check out because they, they've inspired me in a lot of different ways. I mean, I have tons of these kinds of resources, so I could go on and on. But I would say Pat definitely with the smart passive income was somebody I listened to and he really, kept rooting the idea that you can create other income streams to build a lifestyle that's not a brick and mortar one. And so I think that was the longevity of listening to his podcast is just it, he's proven it and he does it and he tells talks about it and he brings on resources that help others. So I really love that. And his webpage shows it too. Yeah, he's a fantastic human. I mean, I, I think that's the other thing. I got to meet him in person at a podcasting mm. event and he just is super authentic. We were standing in line at Starbucks and, you know, he's he's just a great guy, I think. Hey, are you Pat Flynn? <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> like, oh, I'm, oh my gosh, you're part of the reason I'm here because yeah, I've no listened kidding. to you forever. And I said, I wish you would publish something else because like uh, he did, uh, he helped like uh, food trucks with a website, and I didn't have a food truck, so that didn't apply. So the, a lot of the things he was involved in early on, they just weren't things I was doing. But I just got so much value out of his information that it was worthy of listening to. Uh, and there's so many others I could mention. Those are some that really stand out to me. And recently, if uh, the audience cares, uh, a doctor's perspective dot net slash book list. That's right. Book list is all of the guest recommendations in one place in my Amazon store. So, of course, it's affiliate based. 
but it's every book that they've recommended, everything from personal growth to love to Tom Clancy, you know, but most of the stuff is all like things that would matter for an entrepreneur who's trying to better their self, better their business and marketing and all that kind of stuff. So really excited. I finished that um, middle of October. Uh, so I was really happy to get all that together. And it's, it's, a, it's quite a lot. There's a lot of books. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of great stuff out there. Yeah. A lot of the stuff was repeated, too, which is kind of interesting. It's nice to see when someone says something different like what you said today. I was like, oh, yeah, nobody said that yet. Great. That's what I like to see. Um, your website, Creativity Playbook. How can people reach out to you, have a, a discovery call or, or, or whatever, free resources? What do you have for us? Yeah. So, I mean, I always go at this with a heart to serve. And so if you're somebody that something I've said here resonates, definitely reach out. I do I do a one-on-one -on -one session uh, with anyone who has an interest because one, I want to just see, can is there something here that we can move forward for you? So I want to hear from you. Like, what are, why do you think you want to work with a coach? Why now? What are, what's important to you? And so we spend, um, I spend uh, time with you for an hour getting to know you before we even talk about whether there's an opportunity to move forward or not. And so that's something I think is a high value. If you've never done that for yourself, give that gift to yourself and you can reach out to me on my website, as you said, creativityplaybook.com or Michelle at creativityplaybook.com is my email. My phone number's on there. So if you're a phone person, you can call me or text me and we can set up a time. But, but that's really the beginning of the starting place um, of where we go. And I have one, you know, I have if at the very least, I hope that we will have a very awesome conversation um, in that time. And you will walk away with so many things uh, with more clarity than what you came into that call with. And then we set the stage to go into either, you know, one on one coaching or we decide together what what are be what will be some good moves for you to take action on what's important if it's not a good fit. That's rarely the case, but sometimes um, someone will be in a place where it's like, oh, they might need to go do something else first before they're really a good fit. For example, someone who's really struggling with things that may need some counseling to resolve some past issues first. That might be – you can do both at the same time, but I just um, – that might be an, an example that I would give. So, yeah, I would invite you just to connect and uh, reach out. I'll tell you this. I was interviewed, and it still hasn't been released yet, so I'm like, come on. But – uh. This guy, after talking to him, because he's kind of like a, a coach and he has his own system that people can get certified in and you can take tests and things. He just gave me so many nuggets of gold that I could just, you know, with the podcast and like what kind of guests I should go after and all this kind of stuff. He kind of gave me this this playbook. I was like, wow, this was amazing. Like I just got this expensive, in my opinion, expensive coaching session and I was actually the guest. I got to listen to a few more of his episodes just to see if that's normally how it goes. But it was pretty cool to see him pick apart, I guess, to validate what he does. You know, some more people would take his test. But it was really cool and it, it made some good points. And I was definitely typing when he was talking. I was like, oh, I got to get all this down. <laughs> it was that Absolutely. Good. And those kind of conversations where you can get that clarity, they can offer so much. And so that's why that's the name, Creativity Playbook, because it's not a specific playbook. It's a creative playbook around you, your life goals, your vision, your dreams, where your heart is, where your relationships are. And we're going to talk about that in a deep way. And we're going to set some things in motion to move you forward based on what you want. So um, every book is different. It's, it's a really awesome job to get to connect with people and go through their life journey and help them move forward in ways that uh, they're, they couldn't do it themselves. They have blind spots or they're stuck. Absolutely. Y'all email her, check her webpage out, give her a call, hit her up on LinkedIn. 
Uh, thank you so much for being on the show and being a, a great guest and giving us so much good information. Thank you so much for the opportunity. This has been a fun conversation and I really enjoyed it. So thank you so much for the invitation. Another great interview has ended. While you're on your phone, click that review button. Write up a nice review for me. Five stars if you could. As everyone says in the industry, it'll help other people to find us when we have enough rankings. Not to mention, I'll mention you and your review on an upcoming episode. If you follow me at all on Instagram, you know you only get one link. So I use a link tree. And so it's a doctorsperspective.net slash links with an S. And that's going to give you everything you need to know. The top episodes of 2017 and 2018, the podiatry series, dentist, acupuncture series, holiday 2017, financial series, how to write a review, how to support the show, like buying a cup of coffee, getting swag, like t-shirts, the Today's Choices Tomorrow's Health book, that's the blueprints for better health, exercise, picking food correctly, and financial, and then of course, bundle packs, which can get you the No Needle Acupuncture book, 40 common conditions, including the electric acupuncture pin, at a great deal. The resources page has some of the products that I like. It's uh, affiliate style, so if you buy something from them, I get a piece of that. Just like on the show notes pages, if you buy a book from clicking that link, I get a small piece of that as well. So I really appreciate that. Things like Screencast-O-Matic, PureVPN, Missing Letter, JLab Speakers, ProLone Edge or Hawk Grips. Uh, once again, if you do need any coaching on how to improve some of your blood work, drop weight, and the ProLone Diet, Fast Mimicking Diet, 5-Day Plan, let me know. As well as if you just need some coaching, whether it's health, whether it's marketing, whether you need some practice growth, etc., reach out. Facebook, Justin Trosclair, MCC. Of course, at a doctorsperspective.net on the top right, you got all the social media icons that you can imagine. Click your favorite and reach out. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please tell a friend, pass it along. You can go to .net slash listen. It's just that easy. It'll open up right in your app. And don't forget, I appreciate you. Listen, critically think, and integrate. See you on the mini-sodes on Thursdays and Saturdays. Hope you're enjoying those. I'm definitely having fun summarizing these podcasts in less than 10 minutes for you. You get the nuggets without having to waste your time. Have a great week. A doctor's perspective. Learn stories of success. Avoid struggles they've met. Doctors of all kinds come together to help you shine. So sit down.